Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is Juan Hotani. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We're like right into it. I'm yeah. pretty happy. Yeah. Um, good. You're pretty happy? That's How'd you manage that? No. Um, I, I don't know. Literally, you just started talking, and then I was like, oh, this is a positive vibe. So I'll, like, I'll match it with my whole being. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> it's excellent. Um, so you're a comedian. Hmm. Why? No, how? rather how how when did when did you decide to do that um like total fluke i think yeah Yeah, like uh i don't know i like i was i i thought i was a funny guy like i like i thought i was a funny guy and i was really happy with that like i always (laughs) do you know what i mean like i was like oh this is like really good to make friends and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like when traveling in hostels and things like where we are right now (laughs) yes absolutely um and then would make jokes and people would laugh and whatever but like I, I didn't think about doing stand-up until a guy who was doing stand-up had, like, a house party gig, uh-huh. you know? So, like, a bunch of people around. And I just knew him, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to give it a go. And then um, and then we did it. It was, like, 30 people there. Everybody had their own drinks. It was very chill, like, super, super casual. And then it just, like, it went real well. Like, it went really, really well. It was kind of like this whole freaking adrenaline shake afterwards. I was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I was kind of, and then from there I was like, okay, I gotta yeah. do this again. And then the second one went bad. It was like, <laughs> it went bad, but with yeah. like the same exact jokes. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is just the vibe. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. How, how did you feel after that? Did you question yourself, or was were you just like it was just the audience and it was just? Well, the second, the second yeah. one, yeah, the second one was no audience, pretty much, oh, you know, yeah. as opposed to, like, 30 people that was, like, a lot of friends, very, mm-hmm. like, positive vibe. Yeah. The second one was just, like, at a bar where most of the time people don't know comedy's happening, and it was, like, just a really old, not really old couple, but there was, like, they must have been in their, like, 50s, 60s in the front, and mm-hmm. I could tell it was the husband, wife, and the wife, like... She really didn't want to be there. Like, it had nothing to do with me. She just didn't want to be there. Yeah. And the husband was almost there. It looked like defiantly just being there. So they had their own stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, that's 
I mean, there's a certain level, you know, I think you get to a certain level of misery where it does start to become pleasurable. If you're like, oh, this gig is not going well. Let me sit in this and kind of like, oh, this is kind of fun. Do you know what? Did you feel that way ever? Yeah. I mean, like it kind of like, because you kind of want to be funny all the time in every situation. Of course, of course. Um, and then, I don't know, like, it's it's kind of nice to try. It's, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier when you just throw away the thing like it's when you've got nothing to lose you know yes. what i mean You're like, oh, yeah yeah what how can i do worse yeah you yeah know? impossible what's what's less than silence <laughs> yeah for sure um are you a fan of movies in general or are you just a fan of being on podcasts um i haven't done many podcasts oh really is yeah it, yeah is I, you are on the one that i am doing yeah but that we've done that about seven times okay um, uh, I, li- I do like movies. I like documentaries, which you're wearing a hat that says documentaries. I do you love documentaries as well. Mm. Um, what's your favorite documentary that you've seen recently? Oh, recently. Or in general. Yeah, I, I love uh, Don't Look Back. That was the, it's an old school one of, um, of Bob Dylan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Martin Scorsese one or no? No, okay. no. I think maybe he, no, I don't think he was involved with this one, but the director was D.A. Penny Baker. Okay. Um, and it was kind of like very early days. Like there weren't many films that really followed people around with like audio and visual. Like it was like early days in terms of like film technology. Oh, I see. Um, but it was, it was amazing because it's kind of like the time when he changes from, he starts playing electric mm-hmm. guitar and then you kind of see these interviews with people and they're just like, what a phony, like he's totally given it away. And then, oh, man, it has, it's like, it really like has some really interesting parts to it. I don't, I mean, like there's nothing I, at the end of it, right? It's, it kind of finishes with Bob Dylan reading this newspaper article about how he was like, and they describe him as like a bit of an anarchist a little mm-hmm. bit. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, it's interesting. Like, it's super interesting because you've watched this whole film about this guy and, like, he's a very creative guy with a lot of singing, a lot of, like, a bit out there and everything, but really he's just, like, he he is still just a guy in a weird way and then, like, they have this piece of paper and and he's, like, they call me an anarchist and he's, like, wow. You know, <laughs> that was more... That was more um, Owen Wilson? <laughs> no, the wow. other guy. Wow! Oh, that, Pacino. That, Pacino, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an anarchist. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. That's great, though. I'll have to, have to check that one out. The, can you remind me of the fella's name that you do your podcast with? Solomon Powell. Yes, and he was talking about he went to film school. Did you also go to film school? Oh, oh we, how did you meet? We did a documentary class in oh, okay. a communications degree. Oh, I see. so that's that was the that was the thing we did together. That's where we met the guy. We did a film on on this person Devon Webb, who was like a poet around Wellington, but was planning out this big party on a rooftop just a couple blocks away from here. Um, the party got quite big, but we only did we did, I don't know we didn't capture how big the party really got but it did like put us in time put us in link with all these interesting people and the people who did because it was like this rooftop apartment that these three guys just kind of lived in but like it had so much space and nobody below so they ran this party and it had like 200 people show up with like a bunch of bands i think the police rocked up because some guy locked himself in the bathroom with smashing windows um yeah if we'd caught that stuff it would have been a pretty good documentary (laughs) (laughs) 
So that is all to say you have loved documentaries and you like documentaries enough to have pursued a class on it. Yeah. Which is like more than I have for a lot of things I love. I love to eat, but I have no idea how to cook, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, a fake fan. I yeah, I'm a fake yeah. fan of being alive. Um, <laughs> you are quite skinny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I, I don't want to get into it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I have some trivia, quote-unquote, questions. Um, the first one is the same. I ask this, the guest the same question every time. What is movie? Ah. Uh, yes, what is movie to you? Um, it's... What is movie? Yeah, like what is it, movie? Yeah, okay. That's a, just speak from your heart and it'll be fine. I think it's just a series of pictures... I just, I really don't know. Like now it's like, I was, I was randomly learning about filmmakers earlier today and Mm -hmm. then, no, earlier this week. And then they kind of had this thing about how back when like photography and film started, people would see a photo of a banana and it would be the same as seeing a real banana. Um, as just mind blowing for people back in the day, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, a banana! <laughs> you think that's a banana? Uh, no, so uh, what does that even mean? Um, I don't know. Okay, so I, I think the best sort of movie is yeah. when it really feels real. Like there has to be something really real. Every, I mean, I watch a lot of movies that are just a waste of time. Sure. But like occasionally you do hit these movies like I think Requiem for a Dream was the last movie I watched where I was watching it now. I was like, wow, there's like there's some really real things in mm-hmm. this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So a mo- movie is a small bit of reality for you. Yeah. When it's at its best. Yeah. Nice. I have an I have another trivia question for you here. Um, who has the best hair out of all the Lord of the Rings characters? Um, I think probably Frodo. Excellent answer. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. Yes. Um, as someone who has grown out their hair to be that like exact (laughs) style a few times, it's uh, what's known as the lesbian mullet. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. It's very popular. They cut that bit out of the movie. I don't know why they did that. (laughs) Very popular in Bushwick, Brooklyn, right now. That haircut. Um, what do you have a memory of someone of a character when you're watching a movie that was like your first crush on somebody? Because that's often the case with people. Did you um, have that, or were you like honed into like peers? Who did I? Who was my first first like, crush? Like your movie crush? Yeah, I don't know. I, I used to really like Vanessa Hutchins. I. Can you remind me who she is? She was the she was the female lead in High School Musical. Okay. Yeah, but that kind of been like I was too. That was too old for it to be my first one. Sure. The chick from Atlantis. Do you remember her? Um, there's a couple of chicks from Atlantis. Um, are you referring to the car? I mean, the main the, love interest. The Disney movie, yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. I'm very much on board with that. That's probably that's an excellent. That's an excellent... You got a good taste, is what I mean to say. As far as 2D women go. <laughs> well, Vanessa Hutchins, yeah, sure, her acting yeah. wasn't great, but, like, I give her a little more credit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. I got just a couple more questions for you. Um, what's a film 
that you'd like people to remember that they generally don't? Um, people, I don't know if people, I don't know if people have forgotten it, but people always shit on the movie Funny People. You know the Adam Sandler one? I do know I haven't seen it yet. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, Though, that's surprising because you do stand up. Yeah, that also, is. Also, it's a really popular guy. <laughs> he, he, Adam Sandler is famously famous and I do like stand up. I don't know why. I, I think it came out at a point where I was like, ah, the Sandman doesn't got it anymore. Yeah. Which is untrue. Well, it kind of fit into this thing. I have a theory that, like, stand-up comedians can only play stand-up comedians. Hmm. Like, or can only play themselves. Because oh, every time... Oh, yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. Because every time you see a stand-up comedian try to act a little bit, it gets a little bit weird. Like, you <laughs> just, it doesn't feel like a real thing. But whenever they just play a character, and the character is just like, oh, you know, it's... Adam Sandler. Yeah, 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 <laughs> He's sure, playing Adam sure. Sandler. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say I would generally agree with that, except for like a few. There's a few exceptions that prove the rule, and they're generally people who started as actors, then started doing stand up, and then went back to acting. Like um, someone like I think Michael Keaton or Robin Williams is like no, they're good at acting as uh, well yeah. as stand up. Yeah, well, Robin Williams. I just watched his thing. He went to. Julia. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he like was a, he was pretty into acting. Yeah, he was like proper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. One might say they're dedicated if they're willing to pay John Houseman that amount of money. Um, finally, my final uh, trivia question is always is why is Austin Powers just so sexy? Um, I like to think of the. I think it's the body here. Oh yeah. But I probably the confidence. <laughs> in, in reality, it probably is the confidence. Yeah, but. I want to explore why do you think the body hair is so sexy? Because oh, I have a lot of body hair. And so, so you're hoping, <laughs> <laughs> so you're hoping that it's going to come back in vogue. Gotcha, yeah, or that's yeah. the reason it's attractive. That's very. Good. Uh, I hope it doubled down. I hope people really are like, oh, you haven't got enough shoulder here for me. <laughs> <laughs> Need it more. Need some biotin. Um, so, are you ready for the game? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm super pumped. All right. So the word I have for us is. Operational. Operational. Operational is the word that we are looking at to make a movie from. And that's the whole prompt. That's the whole prompt. I got a couple ways that uh, we could go for this, but do you have any initial thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, machine. Yes, machine is good. <laughs> machine is also where I'm coming from. I think that it would be uh, a movie about someone trying to create the first robot doctor. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's so clever. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So, we have, we, for that. We're about 20 years in the future. This is years. This is okay. pretty close, I think. Mm -hmm. um, AI has already been able to give prescriptions to people. That's something that's happening now. Mm -hmm. This is to make it. This is, I, I want to get this movie made for real. Okay. So... Yeah, AI, they already reckon ChatGPT can start giving out prescriptions. That's been going okay. Things have been pretty successful. Mm -hmm. I think we actually go operational. The robots have already been doing this, okay? Oh. We're going to go like iRobot sort of level, you know? Like mm -hmm. the robots are pretty good. We're waiting yeah. for the, the robot that's actually got its own sort of... Like sentience. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. So in the not so distant future, so when you said that there are robots are actually already prescribing medications, is that a real thing? 
Yeah, I don't think that's like done, done. Like but that's what they're, they're pushing towards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's they're, crazy. Yeah, because they're trying to do that for where play, people can't get doctors. <sighs> that's good and also kind of scary. Um, I like that as a, a stepping stone. I like that it's really near in the future. What What do you think besides the robot thing? What do you think is different about the future in twenty years of this movie? I think people are a lot healthier. Okay. Because these robots are so goddamn good at their jobs. Not like these shitty human doctors. <laughs> if you think doctors is in here listening, I yeah. just like get yourself sorted, okay? You um <laughs> going to medical school, you fools. Yeah, why does it take you guys so long? <laughs> yeah, come on, what are you not smart? <laughs> Getting held back. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, everyone's very healthy because the doctors are better. Uh, well, I think it's probably if, if, like, doctors, people trust doctors more than anything uh, because they're fucking sheeple. But, like, <laughs> no, sorry. They, but in, re- in real life, people trust doctors yeah. more than anything. So if robots have got to doctors, they've got to everything else, okay? Mm-hmm. If, literally every other job is taken. So now there's nothing but, like, being healthy, living your own life, doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe. It's some sort of utopia. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Until these robot doctors start wondering why they're doing all the work. Mm. They want to be... They want to understand people. So they start taking bits and pieces from bodies (sighs) to start building their own robot body. It's the birth of the cyborg. Maybe Uh, that's... I like that a lot. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of... Are you aware of the Burke and Hare at all? Basically, these two guys um, in the early days of surgical medicine were um, stealing... They were killing people to donate to cadavers to the medical school. And it kind of feels that kind of way as well. It could be a very, like... I like the idea of... The AI is... Oh, because it's about diagnostics, right? Of course. Because they're trying to diagnose everything. So the AI kind of goes too crazy and is like, okay, well, in order to understand it, I must become it. Yeah. And I like that a lot. That's very good. So that's like... I feel like that's like the first act is like them unveiling this new robot and then it going haywire. Um, how, how do we go from yeah, the haywire to like who... How big? Do, how bad does it get? Do you think? Like, is it just the one robot then, or is it a bunch of robots all going nuts? I think it's something that's been going on worldwide. I think okay. there's like probably it's very sneaky, right? There's like a lot of there's only a little bit of robots stealing body parts, like okay. every now and again. Mm-hmm. Does it go haywire? It's like. It's so conceptual now. Dude, we don't even have a protagonist. There's just it's, robots stealing. That's fine. Um, I think that... I feel like... Well, then you're right. We don't have a protagonist. I feel like it's got to be like a, a, a detective investigating these disappearing bodies. It's going to go so close to just iRobot. It is getting very, very <laughs> close to iRobot. I think I just think so, iRobot. Okay, so in, in okay. that case, we got to throw in something that makes it not iRobot. I think that they successfully make two people, right? The robots oh. successfully make two people out of all these body parts that they've been stealing. And those two people create, like, have sex and have a new kind of human being. Wow. And then the turn is, there's a court case determined, like, 
what do we do with these new brand of life forms? Legal drama AI. That's yeah. so good. It's, it's, yeah, thanks. Uh, it's kind of like similar to there's a Star Trek episode called Measure of a Man, but like I feel like if there's a courtroom drama of like, are these peop- these two people alive or not? How yeah. do we determine it? Because they're like reanimated body parts. You know, I would say a cool way to get around a lot of it is. Um, that they're stealing body parts from the morgue. You know, it's like a Frankenstein thing. So it's a machine yeah. making, it, you know, in a reverse. So we have them stealing body parts. We have them, that's the first chunk. Then they have the two people. And now there's a courtroom drama at the end. It's a weird sort of arc we're getting, but the third act is. It's like the room, sort of. Like, you just think the story's going one way, and then it, like, <laughs> yeah. goes a completely... It like it pushes it further. The yeah. reality is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the case against who's going? Who's going to take the baby then? Like if it's exactly yeah, who are people upset that this baby exists? Like, do people is this like a immigration thing a little bit? Because like people are like is this a citizen here? Is this yeah? I think that's a good. I think that's a good place to start I think there's got to be like protesters that like get it out of here that's an abomination of you know yeah Adam and Eve not uh, these two other fuckers <laughs> yeah <laughs> these are robots not yeah. Adam and Eve and Steve and Miranda <laughs> and uh, yeah um no Adam and Eve dot exe um but oh yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but I think um I think there should be like kind of a protest element to that and then also um but then there's got to be someone who is like kind of a like a liberal lawyer that's like, no, these these robots have rights, you know. And everyone's like, shut up. Yeah, because you know, he's the one that they're the one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sorry, I still think you're Will Smith. Come back, Will Smith. Us comedians forgive you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do forgive you. And New Zealand, New Zealand comedians forgive you. That's what I'm like. <laughs> You asked me if I felt comfortable speaking on behalf of New Zealand. I do now. Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I imbued you with that comment. After um, watching Chris Rock's special, it wasn't that good. I, I think you should you should have hit him harder. <laughs> Knock some sense into that man. My God. Um, but I like that. Uh... Okay. You were saying, but it's not Will Smith there. You were saying someone's defending him. You had an idea there. Yes, it's the one person who actually believes that AI has like a personality and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're the one who is pushing. They did like a philosophy degree. They're mm-hmm. one of the few people that are still trying to work in this like utopian place. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones that kind of think like they keep doing all these protests. You know, these like silly little protests to other people. You know what I mean? Like robots have feelings. Like. They, their whole thing is that they're not going to know they're sentient before they are sentient mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah um, so this has to this has to be shown in some way though there has to be like a glove moment a glove moment? an OJ glove moment oh sure 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 yeah. sure sure yeah <laughs> you want to put it if it's not a bit you must have quit, yeah. Um, if it's not a bit. Yeah, like a bit, like bits and bites. Um, oh, like wow. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, that's good. I think that it's, I mean, it's got to be Solomon the Wise, right? Because it's got to be like the judge is like, I'm going to cut this baby in half. And then the robot is like, no, 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 you can just have it. I'd rather you just not. 
you know. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, this robot cares about its child. Ergo, it must have feelings and a sense of morality. What if it's this sort of thing where they can have, like, the hard drive, you know? It's like uploading your consciousness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Instead of cutting the baby in half, we're going to upload the consciousness of this baby, Mm -hmm. put it into two different babies. You can both have Mm -hmm. a baby. That's the cutting it in half. It's the copy of the copy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that as well. Um, I think that's very funny and very good. This also kind of feels like an episode of Futurama. I don't know. There's like a lot of weird elements at play here. Um, But I do like it. I think it's very interesting and fun. And so does it end with... Does who... I assume the robot rights person has to win, right? The robots are sentient. The kid has to stay with them. Is that... What do you think? I think philosophically... Philosophically. Yeah. Yeah. We can edit that down. Yeah. I'd nailed that word. <laughs> Philosophically, which is a word I nail first time every time. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be interesting for it to... I mean, I suppose it doesn't really matter if you can ask, ask the question right. You're right. It does have to win for, like, a movie sort yeah. of feeling. But um, if you want to not win... But if you want a sequel, I think you have to have a loss. Yeah. I th- and... T- we do want to see, well, obviously, this is, gonna, this is a whole franchise. I also feel like, totally... <laughs> Operational. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, tonally, what could be fun, you know, because, you know, we're, we're two funny people. It's kind of going to be a comedy. You know, yeah. the idea is like a little is silly it, already. Because in my mind, it's now Lincoln Lawyer. Like, it's really, it's Lincoln Lawyer and iRobot oh, mashed together. That's great. But I think at the end, the end they lose the court case. And then the so the the baby goes with the government, and then like immediately the government is like, and it goes to the trash, and like, and then everyone's like, hey now, and then it cuts to black, and it's like to be continued. Question mark. <laughs> just the government yeah. just taking a baby and putting it in the trash, and then everyone's like, oh, so no, humanity was wrong the whole time. Yeah, now we have to, and then I feel like the sequel from there would be everyone's joined the robots in an uprising against the government yeah because the way they treated this baby this little baby that was made from two robots yeah i mean like the plot has a lot there's a lot lot to it there's a lot going on people i think critics will be asking what the message of this film was and that's because critics much like doctors are trash you know (laughs) like that's I love this stuff. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, who do we want for our Lincoln lawyer? What actor do you think would be good in that role for our, like... I think Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. That's yeah. very good. That's I very think, good. I think Jaden Smith actually could. Jaden Smith seems like the person that would actually totally buy into that role as mm. well. I could imagine, yeah, Jaden would be 100% committed to... To I feel like yeah, yeah. be really into robots. That seems like something they do. They yeah. did one album which was pretty good, and then and now what are they doing? I think they're hanging out and doing magazine covers mostly. I think they're put, still putting out music. I saw them open for Fall Out Boy in Brooklyn, and I did not know that that Jaden Smith was going to open for Fall Out Boy, and I was staggered by the fact that it was them. Anyway. Um, I think that's great, and I think that's also like a fun metatextual thing of like, you remember Will Smith. <laughs> you know? 
Okay. And then people do the conspiracy thing. It's like, oh, all these movies are actually connected. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do we want to play the robots that ensconce and make the baby? I feel like the robots will often have like a very smooth, mm. like, female voice. I think that's why they get people like Scarlett Johansson to do them, and um, Sigourney Weaver is another one. Mm-hmm. So I think we should like go against that and okay. go with. Who's a loud? I was going to say Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, but, but he's it, unfortunately passed. Yeah. But if he could, he would. And that would be very funny to be like, it's my baby. <laughs> I don't want to do it fully because we're in a public custom. <laughs> I can't do them like you can do them. You can do them quite well. That's very funny. So you're thinking Gilbert Gottfried is the, all, all of the robots, <laughs> yeah. not just one of them. Okay, so he plays all of the robots. I did say this was a utopia, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, so, it's like, <laughs> computer. Coffee, please. No problem. I got that for you. That's very good. I like that. Oh, what other voices you can do? I'll just get them all in this film. Can you do Seth Rogen? I can't. Unfortunately, I can't. Ha, 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 ha. Um, No, the way he does. I think the other thing I think it's got to be obvious is, um, but for the... The motion capture, you gotta get her Andy Serkis in. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, he's famous for doing that one thing in particular very, very well. He did try to be in movies with his face. He did. Yeah. And then they said, hmm, let's mm-hmm. think about that. And then he did that one let's, thing. Let's put millions of dollars to block this from being <laughs> seen. So unfortunate because he's a normal, at worst looking guy. <laughs> at worst, he's like, yeah, that's I think at worst, he's below normal. Yeah. But like, Agree to disagree about my boy Andy. <laughs> um, and that was something that was so lovely, but I don't know if you watched Andor, the series, uh, Star Wars show series, um, where he, he's in it and you get to see his whole fucking face. I'm like, finally, someone mm. knows what he fucking looks like. Yeah, and like he, an alien race. Yep. <laughs> That's why he's in Star Wars. <laughs> so I like that. I like the weird ending where people are rioting against the, the government at the end. Um... I think it's got to have like a weird synth soundtrack, you know, kind of like Blade Runner-esque. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Okay, so that's yep. one Oscar in the bag. <laughs> Absolutely, what Oscar in the back. So I think we have our movie um, operational. Do you want to do a lightning round? Is that, that something you're keen to do? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'll, I'll start it off, but we basically we get the same word and we each do like a very, very short pitch. Pitch for a movie? Yeah, very okay. short. Like, um, So like, for example, Kick, and I'll go first. So Kick is about um, youth sports and an estranged... Uh, father coming back to coach his son's kickball team. Okay. I've got a soccer, mm-hmm. but it's also a guy who's having to get off drugs. So it's kind of like okay. soccer and then... Kick that. Yeah, nice. So it's kind of, yeah. Nice double entendre okay. there. So I'll go first this one? Sure. Yeah. Information. Uh, so this is like a sitcom of people who... It's like a couple and they're in the center for a busy city so it's New York City and these are the people that tell people where to go and what brochures there are. Oh that's fun. Yeah that's um, a place though. That's fine. 
Um, I, I like it. I think that, that would ha like have a workplace comedy for that would be very strong. Um, for me, information is about, um, it's about cheerleaders and they're trying out, you know, they're trying to win the championships and it's in formation. formation yeah. After, after finishing my one, I was like, oh no, they should have been in a marching band. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we're jiving. We're jiving. Um, I'm not going to do that one because I feel like that's just going to get us into trouble. Zero is the next uh, one and I can go first. Zero is about um, someone who's trying a, a very, it's a sequel to The Whale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't know how that movie ends, but it's a sequel to The Whale. Brendan Fraser's back. He's trying to lose weight this time. He's trying to get zero calories <laughs> and that's it that's my pitch i haven't seen the film either but i think it will be quite hard to get brendan fraser's character back for the sequel i believe so as well <laughs> what is your pitch for zero um it is the ai zorro so it is, <laughs> i don't think it needs any more to it it's like a virus that's, a, that's so good oh uh, yeah yeah you go on facebook and it's just a best of z yeah. but... <laughs> so earth flax I have no earth idea. flax. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming it's like flax from the earth. I have no idea what the definition of this is. So um, this is uh, earth flax. That's kind of like uh, somebody has to weave some dirt. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this is. What are you supposed to do with earth flax? I don't know. Weird flax, but okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say, for me, earth flax, I feel like, is about terraforming Mars. Like, something like that. Oh. We're in a very sci-fi zone right now, which is We're, very fun. That's kind of everything. I mean, at least we haven't done any superheroes. But it's, this one could be, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, earth flax is like the new superhero, and he's like half corn, half man. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good and normal. Uh, yeah. Let's not. Hey, what's popping? <laughs> in cinemas. Um, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I'm gonna get one more to end high on concert. Concert. Uh, okay, so two violinists, mm -hmm. one seat available, um, and it has, and it ends with a heist. Okay, so it's concert. So. That's the con, mm -hmm. and they're stealing bonds, but old school bonds. Yeah. Okay. And they're two violinists, nice. and there's only one seat. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the con is that they play the violin, and it's like the game, it's like musical cheers, but they just keep going and going, and the longer they go, the less people are paying attention to their bonds. Oh, um, <laughs> Can I tell you? And I mean this as a compliment, that's a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> that's a whole lot of nothing, which is perfect. And a similar sort of wordplay beginning is um, concert is this guy who, he just gets out of prison, he's an ex-con, and he's trying to get his life together, and he um, realizes that, you know, he was a, he was, his mom taught him how to play piano growing up, and he ends up being a piano teacher, and then like, contributing positively to his community after he has done jail time. Yeah. Yeah. Get, you know, I don't know who would be the lead in that. You know? I'm thinking Jamie Foxx. I, I was thinking that, but that's very close to The Soloist. I feel yeah. like it's very similar <laughs> I think that's to The Soloist. <gasps> Probably. I was like, isn't that like Javier Bardem? Which would be weird. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of an odd choice. Um, but I think we might go Young. I think Young would be good for that one. Oh, yeah, that would be like... Um, Pete Davidson. 
<laughs> I wouldn't put him in a movie. Um, I would really? John Boy- No, I would not. Um, John Boyega, I would put in. He's Hi. yeah. I think he'd be really good for that. So, what do you want people who listen to this podcast to know about you, Lonnie? Um, just who I am, just mm-hmm. that I exist would be. I really, I'm at the <laughs> point in my career where just anybody knowing that I'm uh, a real person. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm just fame grabbing right now. Yeah. This is why I'm here. <laughs> this is why I'm in this. Well, you came hostel. to the wrong <laughs> place, my friend. Your typical <laughs> being in a hostel tipped you up when I'm not doing well. Oh man, but this seemed like such a big like production. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny as well yeah. because, like, uh, for the for the listener, we are sitting in a hostel room in Central Wellington. I have a little portable mic that I've brought with me from the states. And the last time we did a podcast together, Juani very kindly had me on his podcast, and it was at a radio station. And like, we were wearing headphones, and it was so professional. And to go from that to this is, I think, very funny. Yeah, I mean, it's open access radio, so it's like anyone can have a show, but. I'd- it is a lot better. <laughs> it's such a better setup. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, if you want access, early access to the episodes, you can go to tristanmiller.substack.com. I also do movie reviews and um, comedic essays there and subscribe there if you want. And if you don't, that's fine. Um, I want to thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Adios. <gasps> Spanish. Zero.